Hello and welcome to World Travel Essential, produced by Allmont Global, in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and digital health industry leader Sharecare. I'm Richard Barnes. This week, Thailand may reopen borders in July. A study by Euromonitor shows sustainability is fast-growing as a top priority for travel consumers. A new IATA travel poll shows a growing confidence of travellers in air transport. Luxury travel guru Mary Gostolo takes us on a tour of one of her favourite properties in Munich. And in our special feature, WTTC President and CEO Gloria Guevara talks to us about the resilience of the travel industry. But now to the essentials. Thailand's tourism minister says the country's borders may be reopened as soon as July. The Minister of Tourism and Sports, Fipat Racha Prakan, is reported to have stated that the reopening date in July could be approved if the country had achieved herd immunity by then. Speaking at a meeting with tourism representatives, the minister stressed that the key to early reopening is vaccinating at least 70% of the population in three provinces in the south, Phuket, Phangnagar and Krabi. The entire region is heavily reliant on tourism and responsible for bringing in around 20% of total tourism revenues in Thailand. Mr. Rajikit Prakan appeared to be responding to a recent call by the Open Thailand Safely Group for a more concrete tourism reopening plan. The organisation also suggested a full reopening without quarantine in July, which it argued as a low season for Thailand would enable the country and tourism providers to adequately prepare for the arrival of foreign travellers. 66.4% of consumers globally want to have a positive impact on the environment through their daily actions in 2021. Well, that's according to a new report, The Top Countries for Sustainable Tourism, released by Euromonitor International at ITB Berlin. According to the report, Scandinavia is leading by example in its engagement and progress towards sustainable travel, with Sweden ranking first, followed by Finland, Austria, Estonia and Norway. According to Caroline Bremner, head of travel analysis at Euromonitor International, Sweden is a pioneer in life cycle assessment research, which is critical to understanding the full impact of consumer behaviour and consumption patterns. Other countries also show good progress in sustainable transport and lodging. Just outside the top 20, featuring other European countries for the most part, such as Germany and France, we find New Zealand, Bolivia and Canada. Bremner says there is globally a clear change in mindset and resistance in returning to a volume-driven travel and tourism model. Instead, stakeholders are rallying together to build back better through value creation from sustainable tourism. As momentum grows in the run-up to COP26, consumers, travel brands, destination marketing organisations and governments continue to align to avert a climate emergency. Expedia Group and Accor are joining forces to further extend the UNESCO Sustainable Tourism Pledge in conjunction with UNESCO. This strategic tripartite agreement will see over 3,000 global Accor hotels join together to promote environmental sustainability and sustainable tourism worldwide. The UNESCO Sustainable Tourism Pledge promotes responsible practices, community resilience and heritage conservation, with the ultimate goal of changing the nature and impact of global tourism.
Under the pledge, parties commit to supporting the reduction and elimination of single-use plastics and promoting local economy and culture. IATA have announced the results of their latest travellers' poll, revealing growing confidence in a return to air travel, frustration with current travel restrictions and acceptance of a travel app to manage health credentials for travel. 88% of people questioned believe that when opening borders, the right balance must be struck between managing COVID-19 risks and getting the economy going again. 85% believe governments should set COVID-19 targets, such as testing capacity or vaccine distribution, to reopen borders. 84% believe that COVID-19 will not disappear, and we need to manage its risks while living and travelling normally. 68% agreed that their quality of life has suffered with travel restrictions. Well, who'd argue with that? And 49% believe that air travel restrictions have gone too far. People are also feeling frustrated with the loss of freedom to travel, with 68% of respondents indicating their quality of life is suffering as a result. Well, 68% seems very low to me. I thought almost everybody was feeling frustrated with the loss of freedom. Singapore Airlines is set to pilot IATA's Travel Pass mobile application for digital health verification, starting with passengers travelling from Singapore to London this week. This marks the second phase of SIE's digital health verification process trials, which is based on the IATA Travel Pass framework. Passengers with mobile phones running on Apple iOS operating system will be invited to download the IATA Travel Pass app and create a digital ID comprising their profile photo and passport information. They can also insert their flight information into the app. Well, someone should probably tell them that not everybody in Singapore has Apple iPhones. Well, meanwhile... Qatar Airways claimed to be the first airline in the Middle East to begin trials of the IATA Travel Pass, having begun on the 11th of March. Passengers on the airline's Doha to Istanbul route have become the first to experience the digital passport app, which aims to play an important role in the airline's vision to have a more contactless, secure and seamless travel experience for passengers. Well, the CEO of British Airways, meanwhile, has called for vaccinated people to be allowed unrestricted options for international travel. Sean Doyle is reported to have said he thinks vaccinated travellers should face no obstacles to travel, adding that those who have not been vaccinated should be able to travel with a negative test result. BA wants the government to support digital health apps, which can be used to verify a vaccination or negative COVID-19 test result. Hospitality News and Hilton Group has announced it'll be bringing its iconic Waldorf Astoria Hotels and Resorts luxury brand, as well as the lifestyle brand Canopy by Hilton, to the Seychelles. The properties are scheduled to open in 2023 and will build upon an already impressive Hilton portfolio on the archipelago, in addition to the soon-to-be-opened Mango House Seychelles LXR Hotels and Resorts. The Waldorf Astoria Platte Island will offer a collection of 59 seafront villas, all equipped with private pools. Well, now it's time for our weekly report from luxury travel guru Mary Gostolo. And this week, Mary takes us to a very special property in Munich. Think Munich and you think Oktoberfest and cobbled streets and Lederhosen and center city uh, water surfing going on 24 7 and it's all quite right 
but you can also think of one of the most friendly and most enjoyable luxury hotels, at least in the whole of Europe, if not further afield. Mandarin Oriental Munich is compact. It's got 78 rooms. It is run by a local-born top hotelier, Dominic Reiner, who obvious, honestly runs it as though it's his own house. It happens to be right next, by the way, to Hofbrauhaus, and it's only a few minutes' walk from the world's arguably best delicatessen. So you have everything that you want right here. I love this hotel. Last time I stayed in a suite looking right out at the rooftops of Munich. It was a very enjoyable panorama suite number 607. And I recommend one of these suites. They're not too big. Um, you feel as though you can get your arms around them. And everything is where you want it to be. A cream colouring with soft greys and a lot of evidence of uh, leaves and nature in the um, design. A lot of people come and stay at Mandarin Oriental Munich, by the way, because of Matsuhisa Restaurant. Oh boy, this is sensational and you need to reserve, sometimes far ahead, to get a reservation. And in the summer, you can dine up on the rooftop, eating Mediterranean Asian. This is a very enjoyable place, which has so many repeats, and I can see why. Try Mandarin Oriental Munich next time you want to be in the Bavarian capital. Thanks, Mary. Well, ITB Berlin Now has just taken place with a huge number of conferences and roundtables. The ITB Resilience Roundtable saw the presence of World Travel and Tourism Council President and CEO Gloria Guevara, whose organisation has been at the forefront of battling on the side of travel businesses of all kinds through the current crisis. I asked Gloria just how resilient this sector is to her mind. I think this is, um, in my mind, the most resilient sector that I have seen for many reasons. Uh, but resilience is something that is, is evolving, right? That you try to learn from the experience and try to do that better and better and better. You learn to be more flexible. You need to adapt, right? That's how I see resilience. And I think that our sector has been adopting, adapting to other years, we had to adapt after 9-11. We had to adapt after, after the financial crisis. We, we had to adapt after every single situation, as I say, that we have experienced in the last 20 years. And we came out always stronger and better. But the challenge was how long did it take us to come out, right, or come back from that situation? So I think this is, as I say, very resilient sector. And, um, and we will come out of this. But um, we just need to make sure that we don't make the same mistakes in the process that, that, that we made before. No? And, and that's why this collaboration is, is key. In order to continue building on this resilience, mm -hmm. the collaboration is very important. 
you started uh, putting out some new reports, working on sustainability, working with communities. There's going to be a, a new and very different future for tourism. Well, um, I think that, yes, we are not going to go back to how it was in 2019 for sure. It's going to be different and it's going to be better. Some things will stay. For instance, we're hoping that the experience of the traveler will get better. But there are some agendas that have been accelerated. For instance, the digital agenda, if we were hoping to have a uh, the technology and the seamless experience implemented globally in the next five years. Now we see that that's going to be in a shorter time frame because of the touchless, right? That people are going to be using solutions and technology to make it touchless, faster, better, more secure, and, and, and use the technology for that. At the same time, the sustainability agenda has been also accelerated because we had some challenges in 2019 with overcrowding. We had some challenges with some on planet growth, as some destinations had. And it is very clear that we need to learn from those lessons. And also the agenda for sustainability has been accelerated. We made the commitment in 2019 to be climate neutral, science-based targets. But something that we also learned um, is that a lot of sharing of knowledge was needed. As an example, we have some members that they run airports, right? And the, those airports are climate neutral and people didn't know. Like Dallas Forward Airport, one of the top airports in the world is totally climate neutral and has been like that for years. Now, what they have done that can be shared with other airports. And that's one of the things that we are accelerating. Let's document those findings. Let's share that with other airports. Same thing with hotels, tour operators and the others. So, we see a clear path forward and also that the agenda has been accelerated. And on top of that, we are also looking to the social impact because sustainability, as you know, also has to do with environment, the climate, but also with the social impact and, and to making sure that uh, it is good also for, for the community and, and we have the, the plans in place. So the way that we see, as I say, uh, we are going to have um, a stronger tourism. We're going to have a more sustainable tourism. We're going to uh, travel. We're going to have more technology. This is one of the sectors that is very sophisticated in technology. Just people don't see that because everything is behind the scenes. And, um, and I think that we are also going to have a better understanding of the social impact that our sector uh, has and, and contributes, right? 54%, 54% are women. 30% youth is a very inclusive sector. And, and there are communities that they have opportunities thanks to travel and tourism, right? And, and before COVID, they took it for granted. And now it seems that it is clear that the, the value has been put in context as well. So we, we think that it's going to be, as I say, better and stronger. We just have to get there faster. Well, thank you, Gloria. Gloria Guevara, President and CEO of the World Travel and Tourism Council. Well, that just about wraps it up from me this week. This has been World Travel Essential in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and digital health industry leader Sharecare, produced by Allmont Global. I'm Richard Barnes saying thanks for joining me this week. I look forward to catching up same time next week. 